Welcome, welcome. Welcome one, welcome all. Man, women, and no children, because I cuss a lot. Welcome to the No Play in This Ride podcast. Number two, I made it this far. Let's see if I keep it going. Once again, I am, I go by, excuse me, I go by the code name of Blackout. And uh, this is the podcast I do it directly from the car. I gave y'all some of that background on my first episode, so let's go ahead and get into it. Today I want to talk about radicalism. We hear it in the media a lot, especially the lovers of Fox News and other uh, right-wing media sites or channels or wherever you get digest your media from, your news or whatever. You hear the term radical in reference to Islam, but I'm going to bring to you an argument of the opposite. I'm going to call it radical patriotism, and I believe it affects us in the U.S. a lot. You know, everybody wants to talk about radical Islam anytime there's a potential terrorist attack. That's the first thing they point to. They say, oh, it's radical Islam, the Quran. It was ISIS. ISIS claimed responsibility. Like, man, shut the fuck up. ISIS can't be responsible for every damn thing that goes wrong in this country. That's like, I know that's apparently our main adversary right now that we, we say. Uh, I'm not really sure who it is at this point. It could be their own, our own damn government. That's just me. That's the conspiracy theory side of me saying that. But I mean, hey, man, studies show, man. History tells us that there have been false flag operations in this nation. I'm going to leave it at that. Do your own research. I'm going to have some of the homies come talk about that. So I'm, I'm going to leave that piece for them. But as far as what I began talking about, radical patriotism, I believe that ever since 9-11, you know, that's been the path. That's the easy way to get Americans on board with shit to say terrorist, Muslim, buzzword. That, that's it. It went from the, the terrorist threat levels directly following 9-11 to radical Islam, whatever faction has claimed responsibility for whatever terror, terrible act that's taking place. And there, I mean, there could be some validity to it, to a few of them, but all of them, like shit gotta line up. You know, like the guy, the whole San Bernardino situation never made really any sense to me. Why a guy who is stockpiling guns and bombs goes to shoot up I think a public health clinic or whatever the fuck he, he went and shot up work. That don't make any sense to me. Like if you, if terrorism, the agenda of terrorism is usually to cause some type of political change or ideological change, right? So you going and shooting up the fucking public health office doesn't make any sense to me. Now, if you had AIDS or some shit like that and somehow the public health office had your AIDS information, like we gonna release that this motherfucker over here had AIDS. And we gonna let his his um his his uh, medical info out to the masses. People can know that Abdul Wahhabad. I forgot the cousin's name, but I'm making up a ridiculous Islamic name because that's how easy it seems. He had HIV, and brother really want his wife to know he went crazy and shot up the public health building. Like that would make more sense to me than some of this other shit. Because I mean, if I have a bomb. Like, why am I going to waste time shooting the place up if I can, if I can, you know, potentially plant the bomb, call out from work that day, blow that bitch up, and then act like nothing happened? You know, I could be one of the lone survivors. I could write a book off that. I could go on living my life. If you go up and shoot a bunch of people up in the, 
at work, you don't even, and then you kill yourself. You didn't even really live long enough to get the pleasure of the revenge you just took on people. And that doesn't make sense to me. ISIS claim responsibility ties to radical Islam. And if you, I mean, if you've been in this country long enough and you've been going to get these guns, like, first of all, I don't know how many people who own gun shops are minorities or minorities of Islamic faith that look Arab. But if that's the case, then who sold the guy this gun? Most gun owners or people who own these, uh, I'll call, I'm not gonna call it a, weapon de a weapons depot, but people who own these weapon stores look a certain type of way when it's legal. But that's another matter. So I'm trying to figure out who sold Habib these goddamn guns and didn't suspect anything. And I know everybody isn't a bigot, everybody isn't prejudiced, racist, however you want to put it. I'm just saying, this guy got these guns from somewhere. And I'm not saying he got them legally, but if he was on the watch list, he was probably looking to get them somewhere legally. Or he knew somebody that was getting them legally. But it doesn't matter, because if you're going to say the guy was working on a bomb, because that's the, you know, that's the easy way out, where the terrorists, oh, they're working on explosives. Why would he just, why wouldn't he just use the bomb and blow up the building? Oh, I had a, you know what? Fuck these people. I'm gonna blow the place, I'm gonna shoot the place up so I can die myself. No, if you want, I don't know any motherfucker that wants revenge that's, <laughs> that's gonna make sure they kill themselves in the process. Like, the purpose of revenge is enjoying it, soaking that shit up. You know, I wanna be steeped in my revenge once I get it on it. Let me marinate in my revenge. Why am I gonna, you know, do, you know, go through with a vengeful act just to not be able to really absorb it. Like, revenge, good revenge doesn't last like a, a second, you know. Cuz went out there and put that work in, unfortunately, not, and I know innocent people died. He went out there and put that work in for revenge purposes, for ISIS. Like, you can't even really soak that shit up. Like, that's the type of revenge you get if you get away with that. Like, that, that revenge lasts at least six months. You know, you, get, you go a whole year with that revenge, just living off that one little slice of revenge. You know, it, that doesn't make any sense. It was an act of night, especially like blowing up his workplace. Now, if he went to like the mayor's office or the California governor's office and blew that shit up, that would make a case. And then plus this shit happened in California, which is super liberal. It like it, far away from DC. I don't see much political change coming from that. Most people in California lean to the left anyway, in the majority cities where the votes are counted, and that sways the, the state. California's a very leftist state. So it just didn't make sense that somebody would go blow some shit up, or would not blow it up when they, when they had access to bombs, apparently, and they would shoot it up. It just doesn't make any sense. It's not gonna cause political change out in California. Nah, -uh. I don't see that happening. You know, and they, and that's, and that's just one facet of this radical patriotism I'm talking about. America loves their guns. Uh, you, you're not going to take my guns. And I said in the previous, uh, in the first one I did, that, you know, maybe this guy shooting up all these people in Vegas is a result of chicken, of the chickens coming home to roost. How did my man get all these guns? Right? How was this man able to? achieve stockpiling this this weaponry, this artillery he had to go murder all these people and, and wound all these innocent people. 
and I'll say it again, I know it's not popular among that demographic, but I'm going to say this. Most people who I've seen or heard of who enjoy the country music stylings are usually pro-gun people. And I'm not saying all, I'm saying most that, I've, most that I have encountered are pro-gun because most people I know that listen to country music live in or came from a rural area where people are more likely to have guns because there's space for that shit like that, for hunting or for shoot, like to go out and shoot competitively. You have space on your, you have land where you can do that shit. Or even if you farm, you, you have to protect, some people have to protect their um their livestock from certain animals that come out there and kill their, and, you know, and they kill their livestock. So I get that part. But do you need an AR-15? Do you need an AR-15? Do you need an AK-47? Do you need an M4? Do you really need this? That, that's my question. Do you really need this in your everyday life? Even if you're like you're a farmer or you live in the, on the outskirts. Like what is the purpose for you having this? Like it ain't a bear that goddamn big. Like, And if the bears are that dangerous out there, maybe motherfuckers don't need to live out there. I'm just saying everybody has a habitat, you know, and um, if you need that to live out there, hey man, maybe you don't need to live there. That, that's just the way I feel about it. Like, if you don't think we have been radicalized to the point that to feel like we need these because we need them, because it's my right, that's not really, a, that's not identifying the reason for that. You know, I need running water in my house because if, because if I don't have it, I'm gonna fucking die. Unless I go out there and collect rainwater or collect it from a stream somewhere. Like, I need AC because it's hot. It's hot outside. And I don't want to be miserable all day long. If I'm miserable for too long, it's going to mess with my, my mental health. So I need AC. I can rationalize that. But places, if you know, if I could buy a gun, if I could buy a shotgun, if I can buy a rifle, if I can buy a pistol, you know, with a decent amount of rounds, I don't really see the need for AR-15 or like any like really semi-automatic rifle or I'll say automatic rifle, however you want to put it. I don't really see the need for that in the everyday man's life, everyday woman's life. Hunting rifle? Okay, cool. You got a hunting rifle. That doesn't mean you need an M4 to, to go be in the woods with. Like how many times do you need to shoot the deer? If you need an M4, you probably aren't that good at what you're doing. If you, gotta, if you need to have a fully automatic rifle to shoot a deer, you probably shouldn't do it. And then you got to lay it all in the deer. That doesn't make sense. But that's 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 part of it, the whole thing. Like our whole our whole culture, we've demonized a whole group of people, and it's seen as normal now. If you if you want to hurt somebody of Middle Eastern or who appears to be Middle Eastern or even black, if you want to hurt them publicly in the eyes of people who lean to the right, call them a Muslim. If their ideals aren't different, they don't believe all Muslims are terrorists, and they're not a, call them a Muslim. Like, it's almost an insult now. And that's because of this, you know, this whole idea of, oh, I'm a patriot. I stand up for the beliefs of the United States of America and blah, 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 baseball, country music, and barbecues. That, like, that belief has been ingrained in us via media, everything we ingest and Everything we're taught, we're saying is, hey, this is right, this is wrong. And this idea of patriotism only really plays to one demographic. And it's at the point where 
And that's and that's not even and when I say that I don't mean all white people because when you see that shit you're thinking of suburbs. I mean let me paint the picture for you. You got like a little blonde haired girl, country music in the background, a fucking picnic table with a red picnic table spread on that shit and a barbecue in the background and kids playing baseball. Golden retriever running around in the background. When they say America, that's the picture they paint for everybody and it's like that that doesn't include me. <laughs> that doesn't include the Asian kid in New York City who's like second generation is trying to go to college. That doesn't make them feel like America. That doesn't make, you know, the black kid living in Alabama in the South dealing with fucking racism every day or racial changes every day who's just trying to go play football. Like, that doesn't make them feel like he's a part of America. You know, like, like the Hispanic kid in L.A., the Mexican kid in L.A., you know, who's, who's trying to work his way up, who's trying to go to school. That doesn't make them feel like, like he's a part of America. We like fucking. We feel fucking left out. I know I do. That shit. When I see shit like that and country music and hear all that shit playing, that shit don't have nothing to do with me. Nothing. I love this country. I'm proud of where I live. I don't really want to live anywhere else. I've been to a few countries, and this there's some nice places. You think it would be nice to live there, but I mean, shit. For me, this is home. And when you listen, when you look at that side of the media where that's heavily pushed and it's widely accepted, like, you don't feel like you're a part of this. I feel like I'm other. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other minorities do, too. It's like I know better, but certain people's agenda made me feel like I'm not wanted. I'm wanted here. I just, I got to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and And that's why I say what I say is this... This whole thing with people from other countries, like, oh, we don't want, we don't want the refugees. We want to build a goddamn wall. I'm gonna wear this fucking "Make America Great Again" hat. If you really want to fucking make America great again, figure out an immigration plan that is fair, that will somehow enhance the country. Like this place is built as a melting pot. Somehow in history. <laughs> Everything went from, we're all one, come to America, you can live out your dreams. Things like, oh, okay, the first, the, the British get here, you know, the Germans come, they don't fucking like the Germans. The Germans, <laughs> so the British and the Germans are here, and the Dutch come here, and they're like, fuck the Dutch. And then the Irish come, and all three of them like, fuck the Irish. And then the Italians come, and all four of them like, fuck the Italians. After after the British have already said fuck the Indians, and then you bring, then the slaves get brought in. It's like oh fuck the slaves. <laughs> then they go west, and it's like oh fuck more Indians, and and fuck the Mexicans. Then they bring the Asians over to work on the fucking railroad. It's like oh fuck the Asians. It's like come on man. At some point, you know, that's when the different European ethnicities or races or nationalities became well. I'll say nationalities. They became white, and everybody else became fucking other. It's like, as soon as somebody else came, it's like, okay, we're going to move up the ladder. Everybody else is below them, below them, below them. And then they mold it all into one, and everything else is a different rung on the ladder. Everything, Everything's below that. And all of a sudden, when you speak out against something happening in the country, oh, all of a sudden, you know, oh, you're a Mexican. You need to go back to Mexico. We don't want you here. Learn how to speak English. Motherfucker, we need to learn how to speak other languages. <laughs> you know, this... This place is a melting pot. And I know they speak, you know, in English in most parts of the world. But shit, like, some parts of this country are cultured. Others are not. They don't give a fuck about you coming from somewhere else. 
You get this, like, you need to be like me or nothing else. Really, how are you going to learn? How are you going to learn if you don't get aspects from everywhere else? And, and it's crazy. And it's even with the military kids. Like, you'll see military guys huddled up playing fucking Call of Duty all day long. And these are guys who've never even done shit. But the message, like, you sent, like, if you look at something for so long, you start to believe it. Even the, the characters in the, in the fucking game, they all look Arab. <laughs> you're going to some Middle Eastern country just fucking these people up. Like, you're not going to value that person's life in real life. A bomb goes off in Palestine. Well, fuck it. Who gives a fuck? They're Palestinian. I don't care. Like, I've heard so many people say, like, hey, in order for us to deal with the problem in the Middle East, you just got to nuke it. Well, maybe we don't need to fucking deal with the problem in the Middle East because it's the Middle East. That's not our land. We can't dictate how people there live. And then you have the, oh, they just want to hurt us because they don't like our ways. Well, motherfucker, you think they ain't shit because of their ways. If they used to be in the war, let them motherfuckers be in war. That's their comfort zone. <laughs> that's, you know, it's fucked up, but that's the way I feel about it. They used to, hey, if they want to have conflict over there, over that land, that's something they got to deal with. We got problems in America right now that, we, that we're, we're not dealing with, we're deflecting people in the highest offices. You're more concerned with fucking football than you are with people uh, in Puerto Rico. And shout out to my Puerto Ricans, by the way. Y'all helped raise me. I think the shit that's going on over there is despicable. I know there's been help sent, but there's still supplies not fucking getting there. And I put this out on my, I was talking to one of my homies on Facebook. He's like, I got sailors over there and I got people, my military guys are over there. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool, but I don't want to, I can't, that shit don't mean nothing to me when one of my friends is over there and I'm talking to this guy on the phone and he's telling me how fucked up it is. So I feel you, you know, you got people over there, but it's a big island, bro. And they're not everywhere. But people want to exclude them, like when they talk about America, they don't really want to include Puerto Rico. Mm-mm, hell no. Nah. This shit is crazy. It's like America or a bust and nothing else matters. We don't want them here. A bunch of people standing around statues like bitches and shit. Get your life together, man. <laughs> it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. That and all the shit going on with the NFL. That's okay. It's October now, right? They got to stick to sports. I guess you want them to take off all that pink for breast cancer awareness, huh? <laughs> Like, this this idea of patriotism is crazy, bro. Like, it, and I don't think, if this was, if it was like this when I was a kid, I swear I never noticed it. But right, right about now, it's on the overdrive. You, you're not a patriot if you don't believe that we should have our guns and all that, or we don't want these refugees coming in. Like, didn't people come in for religious persecution? Isn't that why the pilgrims came in? Yeah. Like that's the, that's, that was the idea of America. That's why people want to have their gun laws, right? In case the government is not holding itself up. You think the government is going to create martial law. You have a reason to protect yourself, you know. You be, you're supposed to be able to call the country on this bullshit. That's the whole idea of America. But they don't want to, They I guess people who wholeheart, who wholeheartedly, I'll say blindly believe that shit, don't want to think about it. All this, oh, gun control, we don't need gun control. Everybody should be able to have these guns. I, I disagree. We're radicalized. It's just like them kids over there with fucking AK-47s. You know, it's, 
We need to have these guns. Them kids ain't coming nowhere near you. <laughs> like the average person does not need it. Home protection, like I said before, I get it. Home protection, that's cool. But people don't need to be out here with banana clips for these fucking assault rifles. Like, I, I guarantee not everybody who has those damn things is trained for them. And then the argument, what's the, the whole argument is like, well, what, we, we can't have them, but the criminals have them. Who the fuck you think the criminals are getting them from? That's the shit that kills me. Like, the criminals don't own the gun stores. Somebody is getting these guns illegally and selling them to the criminals. So who the hell you think is giving these guys these guns, these, these thugs you worried about? The guys who get them legally are running them through and getting them to these guys. And these chumps making these fucking gun laws, they're like, yeah, we, we approve it. Yeah, yeah, we approve it. These are the guys who have armed security with them at all times. They have somebody armed with them at all times, but they're, they're going to increase the possibility of these dangerous weapons being out on the street. And the irony is that is these are the same people who come out and condemn these uh, NFL players for um, protesting when they see something wrong. Peaceful protest. You're pro-gun, but you're against peaceful protest. This shit don't confuse. And the, instead of the president worried about all the other things he could be worried about right now, he's focused on the fucking NFL to the point where it's spilling over to the NBA, which, by the way, is, uh, is going to be trash this shit. Let me, let me slide into that real quick. Like, you know the league is bad when they like, fuck it, come all-star time, we just going to let somebody pick teams. So, Bron, get who you want, <laughs> and KD, get who you want, and we'll have at least one competitive game this season. That shit is terrible. <laughs> and, and it's going to be really a popularity contest because a lot of the cats, the top cats are friends. <laughs> so, you're going to see the same motherfuckers you've been seeing. <laughs> it's just going to be broke up, and it's going to be, it won't be done by conference. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be crazy. The teams we like you got the Olympic team, <laughs> you got the starters against the bench. It's going to look like an Olympic team scrimmage. That's exactly what it's going to be. Except for the few international guys um, that, you know, they'll be, at, of course, at the All-Star Games, so they won't be playing for their countries and shit. But that's how you know the league is trash. When they're just like, hey, you know what, fuck it. Y'all pick. <laughs> we don't want to have to deal with this shit. We know the game's going to be whack. Hopefully y'all can make it a little bit different, y'all can make it better. Do something with it, we give the fuck up. And it's getting to the point where they're like, you know, we're gonna lift that draft where you have to wait a year. They're about to do away with that. I don't know if they did it yet, but I think they're gonna do away with it soon. They need the lead to get better because you have kids playing college basketball. It's a waste of time. They go there for a year, risk getting injured a whole year, and they leave school. You know, it's, it's a waste of time. That way, at least, if that kid's not going to school, you know, that spot that you're gonna that you can get for the guy that's going to need to play for two or three years is still there versus using it on a one and done. And now this guy goes to another school when he has the talent to probably has the talent to play at a big school, but they're getting all these one and dones. Let them boys go to the league, man. Let the I mean the league. Let the, yo the first ten draft picks, the, the top ten draft picks should automatically go to the East. <laughs> it's going. 
just so they can start the process the process of catching up to the West because it's gonna take a long damn time. The West has become trash. <laughs> LeBron's going back to the finals this year. It's a wrap. We already know there's no other team in the East that can compete right now. My Bulls are fucking up. Like that 30 million they gave, or that 20 or whatever so million they gave the Wade, they could have got a couple of better players than what they got. You seen that shit coming a mile away. You gonna tank for the season, and then the NBA comes out with like, yeah, now you only get like a 13% chance to get the fucking first, number one pick. And I'm, I'm on the page and shit, the Facebook page, and they're showing these highlights and shit. I'm like, man, if you don't get these B team motherfuckers out of here, man, <laughs> you trying to hype us up for what? Like they had somebody. They had, you know how they got like the little team pictures that Chicago Bulls, and they had them all. I didn't even know who this guy was. I'm like, who the fuck is this? He looked like a, a 2K creative player somebody put up there next to the Bulls logo. That shit hurt my feelings, man. It's going to be a bad year in sports for me. Bears fucked up. Bulls lost a quarterback. It's going to be a rough year. And speaking of that shit, I'm going to get on my, dig into my college football bag real quick. Um, Listen, this, I don't, I'm from Florida, and I don't know about y'all, but this, um, this in-state rivalry shit, we got it serious, you know. And I got into, I got into a debate with one of the homies. He's a Bulldogs fan. Check me out, man. If you are not a part of a college football rivalry, stay the fuck out of it, man. Yeah, my bro was on my head talking shit about my uh, Seminoles because uh, we kind of we here kind of fucked up this season. Like our defense is trying to hold it together, but we have a freshman quarterback struggles at times and the offense it just isn't the same and he's uh he's a bulldogs fan he was on my head talking shit because they four and oh i'm like motherfucker they ain't playing nobody they better be four and oh the best team they played was fucking mississippi state everybody else was trash so when they get to their schedule for real i'm be on his ass i because i know they're gonna take some l's especially if they have uh like more than one sec west opponent they gonna be struggling if you if you ain't a part of a rival stay the fuck out of our rivalries you ain't got shit to do with ohio state michigan stay the fuck out of it. nobody give a fuck about purdue Nah, stay over there with your Indiana rivalry. Get the fuck out of our rivalry. Then fucking Georgia Bulldog <laughs> talking shit about a Florida State, Florida Miami rivalry. We got a three-way state rivalry. Y'all don't have no real rivalry in Georgia, not in state. And I ain't got no problem with the dogs, but y'all y'all ain't relevant until y'all play Florida. Nah, motherfucker. I hope you listen to this shit and hear that. But yeah, stay out people's rivalries, man. This shit just made me mad. He, was, he knew he was pissing me off, too. That's why he kept doing it. But that's the homie, though. I hope y'all lose every game until y'all play Florida. Florida, I still need y'all to get that W, man. But yeah, uh, back to the NBA, I feel like uh, it's going to be, I won't say it's a breeze, like it's going to be a breeze, but I don't see anybody stopping LeBron from getting back to the finals this year. And I'm not tooting his horn, like, oh, he's the GOAT, he's been to this many finals. No, this nigga's been to this many finals because the East has been trashed the whole time he's been over there. Had he been in the West, I would have, you know, different situation. I don't, yeah, if he, you go to, if you're going directly to the finals in the most, you know, competitive conference, then you got a case. But you got to get your win percentage up, man. My man, he the best player in the world. I was getting into the base with people like the whole summer about how he's not the goal. You, your win percentage ain't where it needs to be, my man. You'll never be MJ. And I'll tell you why you'll never be MJ. You don't have what it takes, bro. LeBron will never be better than MJ because he don't have the mental fortitude. Case in point, confidence, bro. He don't have the confidence. And I'll give you an example, a non-basketball example of his lack of confidence. LeBron, let it go, bro. You the best in the world. Let it go. Just let it go. It's, it's fading. Bro. I'm with you. I, I, I'm slipping a little bit myself, but you got to let it go, bro. This is my segue into male pattern baldness because this is something near and dear to my heart. You know, um, I'm going, I'm currently 
tiptoeing into the struggle. I won't say tiptoeing. I didn't hop and skip and jump into that motherfucker, but I'm not too bad. Like if I get the low, the low ski, if I get a low ski, like a like a a, a one or a, a point five, get it against the grain, get it lined up, Gucci, Gucci. I'm in there. I'm blended in and all that shit. But it's a struggle. My man LeBron been fighting it for years. He needs to go in and let it go, bro. I bet if they offered LeBron the right movie role, he cut all that shit off. And that should be an excuse, bro. Do it for a movie role. Just be like some swallowed up supervillain that you have to fight, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar style and just shave it off of the part as a test to see how people like it. Like, is it, can I rock with this? Is it cool? You know, is it cool? Can I can I go with this? Now lay it down a little bit, man. You already, you 75% of the way there already. Shit, you cut it down a lot, you know? And I'm not, I'm not talking no shit. Just to fuck with what I'm just saying. That's the difference. Michael Jordan cut all this shit off. He's like, man, I can't do this shit no more. Hand me that big champ. Room, skin ball, goddammit. He cut this shit all the way the fuck off. Head shining on the court and everything. LeBron, come on home. Come on. If you go home, I go home. And I'm not in the same situation. That's that's my deal. LeBron shaving shit off, I'm going skin ball too. I do, I will say one thing for all the people um thinking about doing it or, you know, and all the motherfuckers that did it and didn't tell nobody, that's fucked up. If you're going to go bald, man, if you're going to, you know, shave your shit off, hey, man, tell somebody, man. <laughs> I got shocked by a couple of the homies. I like, you know, I seen them. I knew them the whole time. Then I seen them. Next thing I know, this motherfucking bald head. I'm like, you, like you, like if nobody tell you, like, damn, bro, you sick? Like, what's going on? You know, you're not gonna tell nobody no shit like that. Like, let me know what's up. Yeah, but if you need to do it, if you, you know, if you are worse off than me, yeah, go ahead and take it on off, champ. Get rid of it. And I'm about there myself because I get tired of, you know, I get a haircut. Mm, I'm crispy. I'm good. And you know, when you, when your hairline intact. And you don't have no issues, and you get that get that haircut, boom, full head of hair. I was wavy, baby, for like 20 years. Waves kicking, you know. When you when it's intact, you get that cut. You may be good for like a week and a half, depending on how well you know how good your hair is or how well you keep your hair up. Do ragging and wave capping it up or whatnot. You might be Gucci for like a week and a half, two weeks. When your shit thinning, oh man, you getting a haircut every six days while you still can, until you get worn out to the point where you don't give a fuck where I'm at, like, I get it cut in a little bit. <laughs> like, when your shit is thinning, bro, like, it's, you get it cut three days later, you in the mirror like, damn, <laughs> I might need to go back. I'm out here looking rough. <laughs> and uh, try to grow the shit back in. Like, I'm, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to grow it back in and see if it grows all in, and I'm gonna throw the waves back in there. Man, shit, well, if I had waves, Waves are slowly starting to turn into an island. It might have a desert on top of this bitch soon because I'm getting lights, player. I'm getting light. I don't know what I'm waiting on. I think I I think I, I may just need to go ahead and do it because I feel like I'm spending more money getting fucking haircuts, you know, than uh, than just shaving it. Like, my two biggest fears are, like, I, the one, I changed my mind. I don't like how I look. My head is all fucked up, you know. And um, two was that I have a whole head full of fucking razor bumps, you know. <laughs> and, Cause I still I like the way I look when I get it cut, but you know I like that's the only thing really keeping me from doing it. But uh, you know the thought of having my whole head like a fucking a star crunch is <laughs> nerve wracking, man. Like, will it grow back? Like, what happens if I cut? I, you know, I take the blade to it, and my head come back all lumping and shit, and all these I look like chocolate braille. Like, <laughs> I don't want that shit on my head, man. And for anybody that happens to listen to this. That doesn't know what a star crunch is. Picture a rice krispie treat with chocolate. <laughs> you know, and that's what you don't want your hair to look like. Cause I've gotten edged up. They sometimes they edge me up with a razor or whatever. And every now and again I get like a little bump here with, with 
I can deal with that. You know, if I shave, I get like a little bump, maybe like once in, once in, once every six months or some shit. But if I, I get, a, I fuck around, and get a whole head full of razor bumps, I ain't going outside. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't think you could put a hat. Hats will probably hurt. Like, no, I'm not trying to deal with that, man. I can't do it. And I'm, a, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and end this on that note, man. I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna shut it down. So, in summary, we talked about radical patriotism, man. I think it's it's a disease that's been infecting America for the United States of America for a few years to the point to where we're turning on each other if our if our patriotism is, our patriotism isn't on par with somebody else. You know, if you don't think all Muslims are dangerous people, you're not American. You got to chill, fam. It's diverse. We got to make people feel included. You got to chill. And I went over uh, the. Some of the NFL shit, some of the sports shit again, like how the NBA is probably gonna be trash this year. But I'm gonna be watching. Oh, I'm gonna be watching. Just to, just to make sure. My Bulls may fuck around, win some games, my Lakers may do something. I'm 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 ready. My NFL season pretty much is, is looking like a wrap. Jags are doing but Jags are doing good though. Now everybody we've been playing and beating is questionable. We can't get too hyped. These other other teams are having questionable seasons, so we can't let the hype beast get to us. But I'm gonna be watching, man. Baseball, my Yankees are in the ALDS right now. Hopefully they can get this W and get Cleveland the fuck out of here. That'll make me very, very happy. And we talked about the male pattern. Well, I talked about this male pattern ball and this bullshit, man. I'm telling you, LeBron, that's that's what's keeping LeBron from being right there. If LeBron cut his hair off and just go full MJ, it's a wrap. So he's going to start taking them shots at the end of games, man. He's going to have all that confidence back. Take it off, LeBron. I think the biggest gripe with people like me is well, I can't call you greater than MJ's because, you know, when he was in the East, for the level of play that he was at, the East was more competitive, man. And then his win, per, his win percentage in the finals, I can't get past that. My man put the team on his back, six finals MVPs. It's going to be hard to beat that. And people say, well, Bill Russell, yeah, Bill Russell, but Bill Russell wasn't putting up buckets like that. I'm talking about clutch shots. When you've got somebody that can put a buck, a dominant force like that, on offense, it makes all the role players' job that much easier, and it, it, that's and that's what makes a great team. And I, like LeBron James, is I want to say by far, I want to say the greatest team player to ever played the game. I put him, a, I put him ahead of Bill Russell because he gets buckets too, and, and ahead of Larry Bird because he can drive better, you know, ahead of Magic because he gets he gets more buckets. But he needs that killer, killer instinct. I'm talking Game Five against Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, he played like he like he should have been ball head then. He'd been ball head from then on. No stopping him, man. But I think once he, t- if he just shave it all off, he'd probably never lose another game in his life. Full of confidence. You're out there throwing these bullet passes to these guys. And they're not expecting it because you're supposed to be the guy. You know, take it all off, man. Also, before I end this completely, completely... I'm going to start doing something where I spot, put the spotlight on people. You know, anybody who influenced me to do this or, you know, to, to start something my own and make it my own and actually follow through and do it. So I, I got, like I said in the first one, there's people that motivated me to, um, to do this and through me watching them. You know, it's not like anybody sent me down like, hey, man, you should do this and do it like this, X, Y, and Z. No, I watched them. Like, I... I wasn't over their shoulder, but I surely, like, even if it's via social media, I watched them as they progressed. Like, they branched off 
and did their own thing. And like some of my friends, how they came from came out of situations that would have killed most people. Um, I don't mean literally killed, but like it would have it would have killed them forever trying to achieve their dreams. And they went out and they did it, or they went out and they they started a business or they got something. They started a movement. They're involved in the community. They got something going. So I want to put a spotlight on those folks because that's what made me want to have something that was my own to start it, to make it something, to put my name on it. Because I don't think I know any rich people or knew anybody rich growing up. So whoever did it, whoever I seen do it, they went and got it out the mud. So I want to take a little bit of time out in the next ones, in the following trips, episodes, whatever shows I do, to uh, put a spotlight on those folks. I actually feel like I'm in their debt for the motivation they provided. Yeah. Also, I'm going to tell you guys where I can be reached if you would like to reach me at all. So, the email is going to be all lowercase, no play in this ride at gmail.com. Once again, no play in this ride at gmail.com. The Twitter handle is going to be capital N, lowercase o, capital P, L A Y 247. So, that's no play 247. Capital N, capital P. Um, I appreciate you if you rock with me for these first two. I plan on doing many more. You know, uh, like I said last time, praise is great, but critique is very necessary. Let me know how I can improve this, and I will get on that. But just realize my funds are limited. So if you want to donate, <laughs> keep your money. I'll figure this out myself. Um, but no shit if you want to donate, or if you got a business, you want me to put it out there. One of the homies, I'm taking care of the homies first. I don't know who's going, who's going to listen to it, but if somebody does and your business is on there, please let me know. You know give me the info if there's like a website or a way for people to get in touch with you if you're providing a good or service that someone may need. I'm going to have a Facebook page coming soon, hopefully. I'm going to try to get one of the homies to help me out with because I don't really want to do it. But, um, yeah, man, no playing this ride. I'm going by the code name Blackout. We ain't doing no governments over here. Uh, if you listen, thank you. Please tune in again. Peace.